0: Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. Coming at you early in the evening, afternoon time right now. Running kind of late today, kind of late episode, because Charlie's sick. I was waiting on him to feel better, but hopefully that will come tomorrow. So today, you were just getting me and our... Our thoughts and prayers go to Charles Thompson, who can probably hear me talking right now because I'm currently above his bedroom where he is in a ball of tears down there, uh, just, just barely able to move or anything. Well, if this is your first time joining, uh, someone to tell you that on Good Morning Liberty, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Make sure you hit that follow button, the subscribe button, whatever it is, leave a rating and review. Hit the retweet button. Share button on your social media platform and get this message out to the people. Where well, there's some there's some news over the weekend, you know, that we could be talking about the more Israel Gaza stuff, which I'm sure we will talk about later in the week. Uh, what political wise, what's going on? Mike Pence dropped out of the race. Who cares? Basically, how I feel about that. I wanted to talk about something else. We had that uh, we had that mass shooting. Last week that everyone was talking about, and as always happens when there is a mass shooting, the call for gun control goes out to the Democrat leftist bots out there on the Internet. And we start talking about how law abiding American citizens need to have their guns taken away because some people do bad things. We happen to strongly disagree with that. You have the right to defend yourself, and that's not just so you can go hunting deer or so you can defend your property if someone tries to break in. It's also so you can defend yourself against a tyrannical government. There is this argument, however, that people have been making about the assault weapons. Let's just classify that as something like an AR-15 or a semi-automatic rifle. That's what we will mean if I slip up and say assault rifle or assault weapons or whatever during this conversation that we're going to have. So I do want to warn you, today's episode is going to have a lot of numbers in it, a lot of data, a lot of charts and graphs. It would greatly benefit you to watch this episode on YouTube or Rumble or wherever you get your videos. Maybe I'll even post it out on Twitter and Facebook later on as well. But it would be really good if you can see what it is I'm talking about. This conversation was spurred by a post that I saw going around on the internets over the weekend comes from a guy named Brian Tyler Cohen, who has a show, I'm assuming, I've never listened to it or seen it, but it's called No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. And BTC posts out this graph, this infographic, mass shootings in the U.S., indiscriminate killings of multiple victims in a public place since 1982. Now, for the purposes of this conversation, because we are responding to this post, which at this point, when I took the screenshot anyway, at 8, 12 a.m. this morning, had 15,000 retweets and a couple million views. Uh, We're going to be responding to the Mother Jones database of mass shootings. So no lie, post out there. The red line is when Republicans ended the National Assault Weapons Ban. And what you see, if you watch this on your screen, is a whole bunch of dots. Some of the dots are small, some of the dots are big. And it's going across a chart starting from 1980 up to 2025. And you will see where the red line is. All of a sudden, there's a lot more dots. And there's a lot bigger dots after that as well. The argument that he is making is that the assault weapons ban ended right there in 2004, which is where his red line is. And there you can see there are way more mass shootings that took place afterwards. So there's a couple things I want to address with this. First off, my my first problem I had with this graph was that I've seen it before. And in fact, I've seen it before because I've seen him post it before. And the last time he posted this, it was pointed out by Community Notes that he had cut off the disclaimer at the bottom of the graph. And at the bottom of this graph, it says that the database includes shootings in a public place in which four or more victims were killed. That threshold was lowered to three victims in 2013, which is reflected in the data from then on. So already we have a problem with this graph. You see, when I want to, when I want to learn something, if I want to look at a picture of a graph and I want to learn something and I want to take something away from that graph, well, I want to know what the data is inside it before I even consider what it's telling me. And so it, I, I don't want to say that we don't have a problem with mass shootings or that mass shootings aren't bad as we'll discuss here in a second, but I do want to know what information is actually in the graph. And if it is going to change the way that it collects data starting in a random year, and then does not retroactively change that for all the other years beforehand? You just have one year that starts collecting more shootings? Well, that's important. The graph thought it was important. The people who made it, the Mother Jones database, and this was posted on the Financial Times website. That's the article they pulled it from. They thought it was important too. That's why they put it down in the disclaimer directly beneath the graph. All right, but he cut that out. If you go back to this picture right here, it's, it's not included. It's, it's gone. So I said, you use the chart that lowers the threshold for what qualifies as a mass shooting and then cut that disclaimer out of your post. No lie. Quote, quotes, and no lie. And I tag community notes because that's how I learned this the first time. And I knew when I saw it that I'd seen this before. So I went back to his old post and I pulled uh, the source that he had posted the previous time and uh, went back and found it and posted the screenshot of what the actual disclaimer is at the bottom of it. So yes, starting in the year 2013, they start collecting more information. They lower the threshold, and they don't fix that for all the previous years. They just start collecting more information. Doesn't mean that mass shootings didn't increase. They still did. Spoiler alert, they still did increase, but they didn't increase as much as the graph is showing you. And so why wouldn't we still just want to, tell people that, like, if it's still going to make the point, I I think it's important just to use the same information all the way throughout the graph. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just weird. I'm weird like that. I got some interesting responses from people on this. I'm, you know, when I, when I bring this up, I'm not saying that mass shootings are fine or that I don't care when they happen. I'm saying that if you're going to show me a chart, and you want me to take something away from it, then I need to know what the chart is telling me. And I I need to know that they're using a constant data set, a constant data filter for the entire duration of the chart. I don't know why that would need to change, or if you were going to change it, why you wouldn't fix that. But other people, they just think that I mean, I don't care when people die. Like this person who says, remember I said they changed the number from four to three, started collecting more. This person says, and that somehow makes an increase in gun violence okay? No, I didn't say it makes an increase in gun violence okay. I said I want to see the accurate data. Another person says, and that makes it better somehow, my dude? I think you picked the wrong hill on this one. No, I didn't say it makes it better. I said I want to see the same information all the way throughout the graph. This person says, does it matter? A shooting where people are injured or murdered is a shooting. Let me guess, you are a pro-lifer just making random guesses, random stabs in the dark there, uh, trying to get me on something. Uh, it does matter, by the way, because when you're showing a chart and you want people to take something away from it, you should use a constant method for collecting data throughout the entire chart. The next one, this guy says, oh, you're right, my bad. Who cares if three people die? Four lifeless child corpses is a tragedy, but three is no biggie, Right? That's not what I said. I said that I wanted them to use the same data set throughout the entire chart. This person says it's so callous to think that it only matters to you if that one extra person dies. Three people dead, that's not so bad. Four, okay, now we've got a problem. I'm going to keep saying the same thing over and over again. No, no, that's not what I said. I said I wanted to see a chart. This shows the same data set for the entire chart that doesn't change it in a random year at the same time that you're trying to point out the increase. You're pointing out an increase at the same time that the data collection changed. That seems important. Another person says, by your logic, you're okay with shootings of innocent Americans as long as it's three or less, effing dense. Now, how does me pointing out that the data changed in the graph when someone's trying to make a point with their graph? And I point out that the data changed and they cut off that disclaimer. That means that I'm fine with it. If three people die, I only care if there's four. Like like what, what Tasko Warlock said here in the group, these people are not real. They can't be real people. Come on. But whatever. They're emotional. There was a shooting. People died. I get it. People died. That's terrible. That's tragic. And you want it to end. That's one thing we need to realize. A lot of, a lot of these people, it's not just that they hate guns or they hate Americans right to self-defense or even that they love a tyrannical government. they they see that there is a problem. We see it on the news all, a lot when a specific type of mass shooting happens by specific type. I mean not one in Chicago or not the other one that occurred over the weekend that no one's really talking about today where there was a fight that broke out during a Halloween party. Uh, that's that's what people want to talk about is when there's a specific mass shooting, okay? It's it's terrible, and maybe they actually want to fix that, and they think that the only way to fix that is to stop people from having guns. And then they've also been told this lie that the federal government banned assault weapons, so you could only use weapons that weren't for assaulting people uh, from the period of nineteen ninety four to two thousand four. There was a decade there for uh, that you. According to them, you just weren't able to get assault weapons. Like they were all gone, right? No one had an assault weapon. No one had an AR15. No one no one had an, a semi-automatic rifle during this time. They've probably never actually looked into what that ban actually entailed because that's not the case. That's not what happened. But the argument is they did this ban, and we had less, we had way less mass shootings when the ban ended, that's when you see mass shootings start to pop up. And so therefore the ban worked and we should go back to having the ban. All right, these same people uh, have probably all done drugs that the government has banned in their life, but whatever. Once again, I wanna point out the graph and then we're gonna go through some of the numbers that I pulled up through the same database that was used to create this. He draws a red line right there where the assault weapons ban ended and said that that is what caused all of these shootings to pop up. I want to talk about that. Let's go through some of the numbers I actually pulled up. Now, as I said, I'm not saying that we don't have some type of a mass shooting problem or, and that they haven't been increasing and that more people haven't been dying from what we categorize as a mass shooting. Even if you look at the indiscriminate killings of people in public and not just a, a gang, a crime-related incident that happens. The numbers of people dying from those have been going up. So far in 2023, according to the Mother Jones database, we have 54 people that have died in what what qualifies as a mass shooting. And we had uh, one of the, the biggest year here was 2017. I think that was the year that the Las Vegas shooting happened, I'm pretty sure. 117 people died in 2017. Now, that's terrible and is at Vegas and Parkland okay in 2017. So that's why we have I mean that you can really see it up above all the others. It's terrible. We don't like it when people die. We don't like it when people are murdered. We're very anti-death on this podcast. So I'm against every single one of those people dying. I do think it's important to keep this in perspective as people act like we have a mass shooting epidemic and that you have to be so scared to go anywhere because someone's just gonna come in with an AR-15 in a tactical vest and they're gonna come in and start killing people at a Walmart or at a movie theater or in a school or whatever the case may be. There's just nowhere you can go to run and hide from this. It's just happening all over the place. It's, it's not. It's not happening as much as people think it is. And the amount of people that are dying when you actually compare it the to the amount of people that die from, from gun violence, we'll still talk about guns. It it barely registers on the chart. You're talking 0.2 of a percent. Okay, less than a percent, a point two of one percent would be the amount of people that would die in a mass shooting, like in twenty twenty two. That's the amount. You're talking 20,000 people dying every year from some type of gun violence. That's not counting the suicides either. There's more, the, the suicides are more than those. So that's like over a little over half are the uh, suicides every year. So while mass shootings are terrible and none of those people deserve to die and we don't want those to happen, I also don't want to act like it's this massive epidemic then and, and I should just be scared to go to the grocery store today because this is happening all over the place. And specifically being worried about a mass shooting where a lone wolf shooter comes in and indiscriminately kills people. That's not the way that people are dying from guns. They're dying in other types of crimes. And these are actually very, very small percentage. Yes, the live group, I just want kids to die. That's what that's all that this is. That's probably what someone on Twitter would say later on. Now we have this chart here, mass shooting deaths. I was just showing you guys the mass shooting deaths uh, earlier. Here's another good way of looking at it. They have the federal assault weapons ban highlighted on the screen. So you see, they're just kind of trucking along, trucking along right there. And we have the federal assault weapons ban. Really no discernible change. And then the federal assault weapons ban ends and the the number starts to spike up. Once again, you need to watch this video. On YouTube or Rumble or Twitter or Facebook, wherever it is that I end up posting it, all those places that I post it afterwards. Um, and the links you can find in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast right now. You see the line just spike up. I mean, and it does. It really does spike up. This line right here is a five-year average that we have. And the five-year, the the running five-year average is definitely moving up quite a bit. How can we account for this? And you see right after the federal assault weapons ban is when this line just really starts to take off. So people see that, well, the ban ended and then way more people started dying every year, right? And so that's what we have to to conclude from this. You want to account for what I have circled right here on the graph. What happened? All of a sudden they started ramping up in the decade following the assault weapons ban ending. What happened there? It must be that the assault weapons ban ended and all of a sudden Americans were allowed to go and buy assault weapons, As I said in the beginning, I'm meaning some type of semi-automatic rifle. So what I did was I went into this Mother Jones database, and I just have a screenshot of here. This is what it looks like. It's an Excel spreadsheet of each one of these killings. And I started to make some pivot tables and pivot charts and all that off of this information, the same information that they were using to show the graph that uh, Brian Tyler Carlson was doing. So... I went through the weapons column and I read every single one of them and I gave each one of them a weapon code. So weapon code one is a semi-automatic rifle of some sort and two means handguns, all right? So one doesn't even mean that the rifle had to be the predominant way that people were killed was with the rifle. It just means that there was a rifle involved a semi-auto rifle was involved. I didn't look to see if the person had the rifle on their back and they were using a handgun to kill people or whatever. If they had a rifle, then they got the weapon code one. All right, and then if it was just the handguns, then they got the code two. There are shotgun mass shootings also, not a lot of them, but the shotguns are used uh, at times as well. So the first thing we'll look at on this chart is the same data and taken, the amount of mass shootings that happened. In red, you see the rifles, and in blue, you see the handguns. And I guess you could say that there is a point where it really starts to ramp up. Now, what's kind of weird is what I see is where this really starts to ramp up is not after the assault weapons ban. It starts to ramp up around 2013 where they changed the way that they collected the data. Now, the numbers still do go up, but it is lower if you keep just counting four instead of reducing it down to three starting in 2013. Clearly, that would be the case. But that's where I see the biggest jump happening. Is starting in 2013, where magically they started counting the data differently. Remember, I'm supposed to take away from all these numbers that the Federal Assault Weapons Ban worked. That's why we need to enact one again. And that's how we're going to save a lot of people's lives. Okay? I don't really see that as the case after going through all of these, after going through all these numbers. Now, if you just look at the semi-auto rifles, you will see uh, one time a year, one time a year, one time a year, and two, 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 and then it jumps up to five, 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 uh, right there at 2013, where they start collecting the data differently. However, once again, I will tell you that the number does still jump up at that point. Now the assault weapons ban. Let me pull this. Sorry, here's the handguns. Kind of a trend. They are moving up, but the assault, the uh, the handgun mass shootings have seemed to have always been taking place, even during the assault weapons ban decade as well. Uh, but you can see that they're up a little bit more, 2017, 2018, 2019 stuff like that. All right. So we want to account again, once again, for what I have circle, which is this line where they start to jump up immediately following the federal assault weapons ban ending at the end of 2004. So what I did was I put these all out through decades because if I were wanting to decide, did this assault weapons ban work? I don't just want to see the decade that we had the ban and then the decade following the ban and the decade following that. There's also another important decade that we should look at that we have in this data set from Mother Jones. We're using that because that's what Brian Tyler Carlson was using, Cohen. I think I said Carlson earlier, Cohen, BTC. There's another important decade and that's the decade before the assault weapons ban. Because if you want to determine whether or not it worked, you would want to see those numbers go down. And we don't see that. The red and blue on this, by the way, the blue are handguns, red are rifles. If you can just think of it in political terms, Republicans love rifles and Democrats only want you to have handguns. That's literally why I color-coded them as blue for handguns and red for rifles. Guess our red rifles, I could have done that, but Republican and Democrat, that's fine. In this first decade right here, 84 to 93, you have eight mass shootings that happened with handguns, nine that happened with rifles. Then you have eight and eight handguns and rifles during the assault weapons ban time. There is one less mass shooting that happens during that assault weapons ban, which everyone has determined is is statistically insignificant. You cannot make a determination because one less mass shooting happened. And then remember, really important part, the mass shooting deaths jumps up like crazy following the assault weapons ban, which leads you to believe a very important thing that all of a sudden people had Rifles, assault rifles. I'm just going to use this terminology that way everyone knows what we're talking about, and that's why we have so many more mass shootings, and that's why we have so many mass shooting deaths. A really weird thing I saw is that mass shootings with handguns spiked up, and the decade following the assault weapons ban spiked up to twenty-two. It was eight the decade before the ban. It was eight during the ban. And in the decade following the ban, it was 22. Guess what was still eight? The number of mass shootings with rifles was still eight in that decade. And then it really spikes up going from 2014 to 2023. And we do have more with rifles. We have 41 with rifles and we have 37 with handguns. Okay. But does that prove to me that this immediate jump happened because people had access to these assault weapons and these semi-automatic rifles. What's really weird is the jump that happens in the decade following is a jump in handgun mass shootings, Not not rifle mass shootings. So that's weird. I don't know. I find that to be kind of odd. I don't know if you guys do as well. Here's a really important part. And by the way, If I could just go all the way back to, let me go to the original post. I should have put it later on here. This is the post that we're responding to right now. There were two things that were wrong with this. Only one that I pointed out in my comment. One was that they changed their method for collecting data in a random year in 2013. The second thing is that he's using this chart to prove to you that the assault weapons ban worked. Why did we just find out that's important? because the jump actually occurred in handgun mass shootings during that decade. This chart does not separate out whether or not the mass shootings were committed with handguns or with rifles. This is not a chart of only mass shootings with rifles or with assault weapons. This, shoot, this shooting, this mass shooting chart includes every weapon. And so if you're trying to prove to someone that banning assault weapons would work, why are you using all of the shootings that include any type of weapon because of the point that I just made, because the massive jump happened with handguns, not with assault weapons or whatever. I'm getting sick of trying to clarify which one I'm talking about here. All right, let me move back to where I was. The other important point that I kind of made earlier, if you wanted to determine that the assault weapons ban worked, and that the jump that occurred afterwards is because they lifted the ban, what I would expect to see was that the line was much higher. You see, I put in this dotted line right here on the chart, that instead of down here really low, because really the number stayed the same throughout the ban that it was before the ban, what you would expect to see is that the number was really high before the ban because Americans had full access to any type of weapon that they wanted and that they could just go buy them, and no one cared. And then they enacted the weapons ban, and the number went all the way down to the number that apparently was perfect in the perfect world that we lived in during that. And so you would expect to see that that line was really high, and then the assault weapons ban knocked it down really low, and then they took off the ban, and it popped back up. What you actually see is when the assault weapons ban comes into play, the number stays the same, because it was already really low before that. So you can't determine that it actually decreased the amount of shootings that occurred. And in fact, that is what has been determined. Question in here, do more people die when the shooter uses a rifle versus a handgun? Yes, is the, uh, is the answer. Uh, more people for sure get injured. You can, you, I mean, let, let's just be honest here. You can shoot more people when you're using a, a rifle that's got a 30-round magazine uh, and you can shoot faster guess you can shoot straighter or whatever, um, and you can kill more people. Yeah, there are more people that die. What I'm trying to determine, though, is not whether or not we have more people dying from mass shootings or what, if there's something that can be done about that. What I'm trying to determine is, did the ban decrease the amount of mass shootings, and did it even decrease the amount of mass shootings that were committed with rifles? during the assault weapons ban? And the answer is it did not. If you look at this little collection of studies, this is from the Wikipedia page, but um, there seem to, to be pretty true. Studies of mass shootings, this is actually included in the assault weapons ban Wikipedia page. Uh, a 2019 DiMaggio study looked at mass shooting data from 81 to 2017 and found that mass shooting fatalities were 70% less likely to occur uh, during the federal ban period and that the ban was associated with a 0.1% reduction in total firearm homicide rates during the reduction in mass shootings. That's the one that, that they come up with. Mass shooting fatalities were 70% likely, less likely to occur. There were the same amount of mass shootings. And actually, if you look at the data, uh, there wasn't that, there weren't that many less fatalities. So I'm not exactly sure what data they looked at when they were doing this study. Could be looking at different data. 2020 RAND Corporation review of five studies regarding the effects of assault weapons ban concluded that evidence for an effect on mass shootings is inconclusive, while limited evidence was found that high-capacity magazine bans may decrease mass shootings. 2015 study uh, from a professor of economics studied the law's impact on public mass shootings uh, they defined the subset of mass shootings as those occurring in a relatively public space, targeted random victims were not otherwise related to crime, and that involved four or more victim fatalities. And they found that fatalities and injuries due to mass shootings were statistically lower during the ban. But they concluded that the study, although the study showed assault weapons bans are effective in reducing mass shooting fatalities, their effects on the overall murder rate and was minimal at best. Uh, this is due let me see. This is due to the fact that assault weapons are used much more frequently in mass shootings than they are in murders in general. So what these studies are looking at is what about the amount of people that get murdered every year? Remember, I started out this conversation by saying that mass shootings are bad and I don't like it, but there's a lot of people that get murdered every year with guns. And the amount of people that die in a mass shooting is very, very small. When you take that subset and then you say that you're going to ban assault weapons and then you get A little bit less people that die from mass shootings during that. We've actually just decreased is a subset of that group. It's a subset of another group down just a little bit. And so when you look at the total amount of deaths that occurred, it barely changed anything. And I know that we want to, you know, people want to look at mass shootings as a specific category, and that's what we need to stop. But in my opinion, whether or not you die in a mass shooting or you die in a random drive-by or you die because someone broke into your house and killed you or because any other random person just came up on the street and killed you, I sort of look at all those things as equally bad, especially to the person who died. I don't think they care whether or not it was a mass shooting or if just someone came up to them on the street and killed them. Uh, So I, I do like looking at this as the total group of homicides and gun deaths. And they statistically so small, that no one could find an effect on the actual homicide rate coming down. So once again, I had these fatalities from mass shootings. And this one, I readjusted uh, for the, the, remember the data set, they were using three, they were using four, and then they went down the three. This one, I just kept at four for the entire time. So it did actually decrease, like I think I said, 51 or 54 people this year. It already decreased it down to 35 this year. I said 117 for 2017. And it decreased that down to 89. And so there is a statistical change when you look at these numbers differently. This is what I was saying earlier was pretty important. It's the total amount of people that are getting killed with guns. Gun Violence Archive, they like to look at all this stuff, not just mass shootings. In 2022, there were 20,200 people uh, that were killed with guns, not including suicides. So any kind of willful, malicious or accidental as well, but they were killed with guns, not including suicides. If you were to take out the amount of people that died in the mass shooting in 2022, instead of 20,200 people dying, it would be 20,149 people that died. And that's really important to those 51 people, It it is. But if you're trying to decrease the amount of deaths that occur over the year, that mass shooting is not really your first thing to go for. Our problem that we have right now is how sensationalized this has been in the media. Of course, anytime that a specific type of mass shooting happens, it's all we talk about for about a week, maybe two weeks, depending on the politics of the situation. But if there's no if there's no clear political realm of the of the shooter. Uh, then maybe we'll talk about it for about a week and it fills up everyone's news feeds for a while. And so those are the ones that we typically pay attention to. As we know, we don't pay as much attention to people killed in Chicago or Baltimore or whatever, all around the country that uh, I think uh, there were something like 50 people that got shot in Chicago over the weekend. A few, A few of them died, you know? That's not what we pay attention to. Maybe it should be what we pay attention to. Maybe addressing the problems that cause gang-related crime. Maybe we could talk about the war on drugs. Uh, Maybe we could actually discuss issues like that. If you found a way to solve some of those problems, you could see a real drop in the number, not just from 20,200 down to 20,149. What if you cut the number down by 10%? That would be a pretty... That would actually be a pretty significant change, even by 1%. The amount of people in 2022 that died from mass shootings was 0.2% of the amount of people that died from guns. And so you're, you're barely tackling people getting killed by guns, but you're doing it in a very specific fashion, a sensationalized fashion where you can talk about assault weapons and you can push for something political like an assault weapons ban, which makes it all sound more political than actually caring about saving people's lives, in my opinion. What about the idea that the AR- AR-15 is the uh, weapon of choice for mass shooters? Now, this is going all the way back to 1982 and up through this year. And I didn't count the shotguns in this. There are some that were just committed with shotguns. So I, I was only categorizing the, the rifles and the handguns. So between these two, rifles were used in 66 sixty six mass shootings from 82 up through last week. And handguns were used in 75 mass shootings through that time. Um, I haven't looked at the specifics of the amount of people, the fatalities between the two of those. That is something that I should have done before I came through this, uh, came to talk about this. But you're talking about something like 53% of these shootings, 54% of the mass shootings have been committed with handguns. And... 46% 46% of them were committed with rifles. So it's not even clearly obvious to me that rifles are the number one problem. Remember that massive jump that happened immediately following the assault weapons ban occurred in handgun mass shootings, not in rifle mass shootings, even though that chart is used to justify the fact that we should have another assault weapons ban. Given this, given all these numbers, I've concluded that the assault weapons ban did not decrease mass shootings. The increase in mass shootings is not because of the assault weapons ban being lifted. Maybe more people are using rifles now because they are so much more popular in our, in our culture than they used to be. They were always popular, but I have another idea too. I think that the assault weapons ban actually had a reverse impact on gun culture. I think something being banned and used as a political weapon like that and then the ban being lifted uh, actually led to more people wanting to go out and get AR-15s, making them cooler, something that was banned for a bit. This is a political talking point. This is a hot button issue right here. I'm going to go out and get one. I actually think that they had a reverse impact. It might be why they're used so much. Might be because they're easier to get. But I don't see any evidence that if they were harder to get, that the mass shootings would stop. Once again, the decade of the assault weapons ban had one less mass shooting than the decade before the assault weapons ban. And then the decade after had a massive spike, but the spike was in handguns, not in rifles. That's all I brought for you guys today, okay? I wanted to go through this and just... I'm sick of people putting out ideas that they think sound good, and I'm sick of people acting like solutions are really easy. There's a lot of reasons that mass shootings happen. And I don't think the access to the guns is the number one issue. When it's easier to access guns, is it more likely that a crazy person's going to decide to go get a gun and go kill some people? And so it's a little bit more likely, but we're not addressing the root cause of the problem. A lot of us know what the root cause of the problem is. Why did the big spike happen in 2013 and 2014? Even, even adjusting the numbers... Uh, that were wrong in that first chart. Why such a big spike in that time in 2013 and 2014? I think that there is a mental health issue. I do think that a lot of SSRIs, things like that are overprescribed. I think a big issue with SSRIs being overprescribed, not just that they that they can make you fly off the handle, but it's also that people have decided that this medication could be taken in lieu of actually solving the problems. I think that it's I think that it's very rare that someone is having these problems. Now, I'm not a doctor, okay? This is just my opinion. I think that it's very rare that someone is having these issues because their brain lacks the ability to properly send over the right amount of chemicals to another part of their brain. I think a lot of times it's situational. It's something going on in someone's life. It's something going on in their economy, with their job, or with their kids, or with their their loved ones in general, you know? I think that's actually what it is. There's also another weird thing that happened. The uh, social media popped up around that time. Isn't that weird? I mean, really started to spike up around that time. And a lot of people reported feeling more lonely after social media got more and more popular. So there's so many issues that we're not tackling and trying to take away guns. I don't think it's actually going to solve it. And if you really want to solve the problem, then you would talk about, real ways to address the root causes of the issue. Hey, that's all I got. All right, folks. Thanks thanks live group for hanging out. Thanks people on the podcast app for hanging out or people on YouTube or wherever, make sure you hit share, hit the like button on your on on the YouTubes. That's good for the algorithms. We ha- we haven't broken out of our of our cell yet that YouTube put us in that officially ends on January the 23rd. If we do not make anyone mad on YouTube before January the 23rd, they are going to lift our restrictions on our channel and what a great day that will be for us. We'll keep putting out videos, but maybe maybe all of our subscri- subscribers will actually see them and some other people as well. I'm not bl- just blaming them though, we can do better as well. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell the children. If you think that this information was important, maybe find this video and share it with someone. Go right now and find where I posted it on Twitter or on Facebook and share it so people can hear it in its entirety so they can see the graphs, okay? All right, folks, if you do all those things, and I mean every single one of them, then we will be back here tomorrow, same Liberty time, which is whenever we want, and same Liberty channel, which is Good Morning Liberty. Until then, have a good morning, Liberty.